For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What a great audience. Happy Noon Day, everybody. Thank you for being here. We love having everyone here, and we will be returning with my friend Wayne Dupree's podcasts in just a second. Years ago, I had Wayne on my radio show, and I loved his sense of truth-telling and opinion. He was and still is a go-getter, and I have enjoyed watching him over the years continue to strive to educate and inform with the very best. I've had the opportunity to speak with the godfather of conservative radio, Hutch Bailey Jr., during an interview. Remember that, Hutch? Sure you do. I also see you have a third voice bringing up the rear, J.R. Rubberson. Congrats on your success. If you are watching or listening to the show, make sure you share the work of these guys. They really need to have a larger platform, and Wayne has been working tirelessly day after day. I pray that someone finally recognizes their hard labor and gives them a shot on a national radio show. Wouldn't that be great, right? Well, let me let you get back your podcast. Visit bookmark and share waynedupree.com. I see you have new stuff up there, Wayne. Congrats again. God bless everyone. In the political establishment system, the people are represented by two separate groups in name, but part of the same political bird. You have Republicans who fail when given the lead and compromise, and every turn, you then have Democrats, the oldest racist party in America, bent on creating lifetime government dependency. Wayne, Hutch, and JR will keep you updated and informed with these stories. I want to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking system overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. They've done that. They've done that. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I'm on, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. Because of the actions of that 
because of the actions that our regulators have already taken, every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's capitalism. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Wayne Dupree. We are live. We're getting ready to get into it. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to thank everybody who's watching on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Cloud Hub, Rumble, Getter, and Cozy out there right now. But we are free agents. I'm going to let you know that right now. We are free agents. We're independent. We, uh, we have our own way of thinking. And that way of thinking is to make this country better, uh, better and to make this country great. That's that's our thinking. Uh, let me introduce the godfather of conservative radio, as you just heard in the promo, Mr. Hodge Bailey Jr. What's up, Hodge? Hello, everybody. We are independent. We are on our own. And we are broke. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Might as well start out on the right foot. <laughs> if they're doing bailouts on these banks, don't we get a bailout? Come Bail on, us out too. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, I will go and create an account so that I can just get something. Because I mean, if because if they're just giving out money like that to save stuff, then we need to be saved too. And talk, and talking about that, Jr. Jr. Uh, and uh, let me introduce uh, Jr. Robinson. Uh, I'm the reason why I, the reason why I went over here. There was somebody that tweeted out something about um, we didn't care or something like that or we didn't respond or oh yeah that was that was funny that we had a uh, a listener that sent me a private message on Twitter and we had a nice conversation. He said, "Oh, sometime maybe I can be a guest on the show," and uh, I hadn't replied to him about being a guest and uh you know he i had shared some of his tweets and whatnot and then uh he sent me a note last week and and said uh said something and i hadn't replied right away uh i replied like 20 minutes later and in the interim he posts like these guys don't reply they think we're big shots and i'm like <laughs> i'm like i don't want to sound bad but we don't really do guests on the show dude and like i've retweeted your content i've tried to do what we can but yeah, he was so. like, take donations and all that stuff and everything. And I was like, wait a minute, I only got a dollar and 24 cent in the checking account right now. What are you talking about? Well, it's and really funny. Like, I'm newer to this game than you guys. And like, when somebody sends me a note, usually through a social media platform, like, I always make it a point to respond. And like, in this case, he was like, well, I had sent you that thing and you didn't reply for 35 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not sitting here waiting on your note. Like, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, love our are, listeners and appreciate the support. But these yeah. are the people. These are the people that take their iPhones into the crapper with them. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we, yeah, we've gotten that for years, man. Be like, uh, <laughs> I think you some. Did you check your DM? No. Oh, you, you can't even. Hand? You can't even shake. What? You can't even shake <laughs> hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, okay. You all big and bad. You're on TV now. You you can't shake a hand, bro. I'm trying, I'm to, trying set to set this put table up our up. Booth. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to put it at the table. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. No, you don't. You don't. 
ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, we got some issues, man. What a weekend, dude! We got some issues, and I know that they built. <laughs> what? It's not even funny. It's weird that they decided. Yellen game um, went on TV yesterday, all um, basically for three fourths of the day, and said, "We ain't bailing nobody out. We're not, <laughs> we're not doing it. The federal government's not doing it. We're not bailing anybody out." And they're sticking to that. They're yeah. sticking to that. They're saying, "Oh, this isn't going to come from the taxpayers." Yeah. Well, what do you have a stash somewhere? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, did you guys like, start a store or something? Right. It's the banks that are going to pay this back because of the interest or the fees. So the banks are paying a whole lot of fees like that. Right. The government really? caused this with the with the interest rates with their spending. This is all about them. Yeah. And I, I you mean, got, you look when you start really drilling down into it too. A lot of the these banks are leftists. These are West Coast Silicon Valley tech startups. A lot of them are Chinese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Oh, you they know, this guy me. China couldn't have a better president if they if they freaking had a Chinese dude in there. Dude, that boy, that boy. Oh my! And Hutch hit the nail on the head. The <laughs> irony of this, as you start doing though, like what happened is. These banks, because there weren't enough places, people looking for loans, they invested money in bonds. Which they usually do. Because they bought the Janet Yellen BS about transitory inflation and interest Mm -hmm. rates and all the stuff that the Biden administration was saying that like smart people are like, you're full of crap. Inflation's not transitory and all that. That's why they failed ultimately is they put yeah. all this money in bonds. The interest rates up at four and a half percent and their yield is 1.2%. That don't work folks. Right, yeah, yeah. That's upside down. Yeah. So, so, so that's the irony. It's like, they want to blame Trump for deregulation oh. or this. Yeah. Or that. You blame Trump. yeah right? for Dodd Frank. Hey, look, wow. I'll tell you what guys, check this out. Look all the way around you. The, House of Cards is collapsing. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's what's happening right now in front of our eyes in all yes. aspects. This banking pr- problem is going to bury the Biden administration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to try to trick you out of it, but yeah. Because, well, with the Fed Now system coming up, um, again, that Fed Now said, I mean, for me, I'm thinking it was supposed to be around between April, uh, May and June. April, May, and June is when the Fed now system is supposed to come out. Oh, yeah. That's and um, the way that they were going to 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 shove it on the American people is you get instant payments. Whatever is due to you, it's there automatically. You don't have to wait. It and and I think how much faster does it have to be? I know, right? I mean, it's like, okay, look, I understand Americans like instant coffee, instant grits, instant anything, but now they're saying instant payments, instant transfers. You don't have to wait two and three hours or whatnot. And they're selling it like that, you know? Because Uh, they they forget about people like me that used to get a paycheck and then had to go to payday activities to go get it cashed. You know, I mean, now it is instant already. Right. I mean, to me, it is anyway. Maybe there's some delay, but come on. I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you what you got to look at when something like this happens. And this is just a like a teachable segment here. When something like this, this big happens, look to the left and look to the right because they're hiding something else. 
Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, I said that this, this thing is falling apart. If you look over the weekend, uh, Mike Pence, Mike Pence, he went on a rant at the gridiron dinner and blamed president Trump for the events of Capitol Hill on a six, his reckless words endangered my family. History will hold Donald Trump accountable. Let me translate that, folks. Ron DeSantis ain't doing too good. Right. <laughs> right. That's what that means. Yeah. They are starting to panic. Well, and, I you mean, know, and there's other members of Congress out there doing the same thing. Our yeah. hero, Chip Roy, all over, same thing. I mean, these people, you're going to see, the, and this is good. This is the battle lines are being drawn. The more of these pukes that get turned out, like John Kennedy, the better. Because a lot of them are really good actors. Someone, right. uh, someone on Twitter said that I was brainwashed <laughs> about Donald Trump and that Ron DeSantis is a younger, more relevant version. I'm like, y'all, y'all not even one, listening to yourself. Tell me one lie that Trump said. Is that y'all? Not, y'all are not even listening to yourself Mm-mm. for real. Um, and you know, you went there. You went there with Mike Pence, Mike. It took you a whole year, but they finally got to you. Right. It took you a whole year. They came, they, for four years, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me now. For four years, they tried to separate Donald Trump from his supporters. I told you, CNN, like, would, would, would give me all this information, and his supporters are still with him. That show, Again, that showed me that they were trying to separate Donald Trump supporters from Donald Trump. So what did they do with January 6th? They don't like wow. Mike Pence. They don't follow Mike Pence. They don't care about Mike Pence. Mike, Mike Pence is too religious for him. Let's break it down like that. Mike Pence is not for homosexuals. He, he's not for gays. He's not for lesbians. He's not for trans. He, he, he's, um, he's, uh, he's against abortion. He's everything that the left despises. And all they did after January 6th, Dude, they tried to kill you. They tried to kill you and your family. You gonna accept that, huh? You know, it, you know, like when you're kids and um, people were in fights and stuff, and you somebody's always saying, "Yo, man, yo, man," he said, "That's about your mom." He said, "This is about your mom," and he ain't say nothing about your mom. But somebody in your ear, he said, "This is about your mom." Go ahead, get him, get him, get him. And then the next thing you know, somebody pushes you <laughs> into the guy. Right? That's what the media did with Mike Pence. Dude, they tried to kill you. They tried to hang you. JR, you even said that the um, um the hanging news was on the ground. It, I mean it was it, four and a half feet tall. Yeah. Don't, point, like, at Don't point at me. My mama ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, they took pictures of, but the reporter got down on the ground and took a picture of the of the hanging thing up like it was up in the sky. And right. They were going to hang you, man. Remember Mike Pence, who committed the first act against Donald J. Trump? Mike Pence, when he got rid of General Flynn. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was he was in it from the beginning. And, and look, you can go around and keep saying that you didn't have the power to do... You're playing on words, too. You're saying that um, Donald Trump... Well, and actually, Donald Trump might have said this, but it's still a play on words. No, you don't have the power to overturn the election. However, you do have the power for checks and balances. Pause. And and that's basically what he was asking you to do. Now, look, we all know Donald Trump, he's a billionaire. He says what he has to say and stuff. Sometimes he explains things a little bit wrong, but you know 
where he's talking about because he comes back and talks about it later. Again, he's not saying overturn the election. He's saying go back and 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 take it back to the states because something is wrong. That's all. And why was Donald Trump right? Because when the Democrats got in charge, they fixed that little loophole. Remember? Just yep. a couple months ago, they just fixed the loophole. There was a loophole? Yes, Donald Trump already knew about the loophole. And the American people didn't know, but Donald Trump knew about the loophole. The people in D.C. knew about the loophole. And they tried to say, oh, he's cheating, he's cheating, he's cheating. Then why would they go in and, and try to fix the loophole? They passed the law, right? Didn't they? Yes, they did. They passed the law to fix before, the loophole so that nobody else could do it again. And before that happened, because there was two senators that were on the floor, Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson, and they were just about ready to make a motion to investigate the five swing states. And guess what happened? The first protester came busting through the door, and it was yep. over. And then Nancy Pelosi declared an emergency. And under the new House emergency rules, nothing was going to be talked about about the election. It was certified, signed, sealed, and delivered. Get the January 6th committee ready. At 2 at two or something in the morning, 3 in the morning. Yeah, I, told, I, I, I well, and then Think about these election arguments. So Russiagate, which there was no foundational evidence. They all knew it. It's all come out. They knew it was BS from the start. Yet the federal government spent $50 million investigating. And when you bring up like 2020 was weird, like everybody should agree 2020 was a weird election. The huge uptick in absentee ballots, the signature verification, there was law stuff. And everybody comes back at conservatives and says, well, where's your proof? Where's your proof? Where's your proof? And it's like, wait a second. You, you had things the government knew wasn't true. And they spent $50 billion investigating it. Yep. Like, it's not my job as a citizen to go find the proof. Like, it's the government's job to listen to the citizens and say, something's weird. Let's go investigate it. And that's, you know. If I heard Wayne, it, Wayne, if I heard a, it, then that means you heard it. But the only problem is you're not accepting it. Right. I mean, it's almost, how should I give it to you? It's almost like uh, when when I switched over from the Democrat Party, and when I start telling people the stuff that I was reading, the stuff that I was seeing, and you start telling people this, you start telling Democrats that, they'll be like, show me where it is. It's the, just check the internet, it's there. All right. Show me where it is. No, you look for it. I found it. You, you find it. Haven't you heard of you Google? Know? It's like, that's their default answer, Hutch, is like, show me. And, and okay, you know why they want you to show you, show them? Because when you do, they're gonna call you dumb and stupid. Because and white supremacist. And that too. That too. We got a commenter in in uh, in uh, Rumble, Darius Galaxies. Can you guys explain the loophole thing? Because I don't know if I'm familiar. I know you guys got a pretty good handle on that. As far as the loophole on the vice president and all that. The 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 um ah. Uh, I know. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, um, I didn't mean to throw you a curveball. I, I was yeah, you little... did. You did. Uh, <laughs> I'll find the uh, article too and drop it on there. Um, essentially, when you open an official inquiry and you say you think there was something weird with the election, 
the electors can get kicked back to the states to then investigate what the election, what what the and issues in, were. In order for it to go forward, that has to happen. Right. So you can get standing at the Supreme Court. Correct. And that's why they canceled everything. Yep. This is this is MSNBC News. Um, Congress is finally closing an election loophole that Trump exploited, which means, ladies and gentlemen, it was there. An exploit is not there. the right word. Used. Right. right. It came down to the wire by the electoral count of 1887. Can't come back to haunt us in, in 2024. Wow. Congress spent the last couple of days before the holidays, so many other Americans have frantically. It was Thursday afternoon, just shot a potential um, Christmas Eve shutdown that the Senate passed on. Blah, 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 blah. The Election Count Reform Act clarifies some of the supposed loopholes that Trump world ciders, uh, the Trump lawyers cited when pushing former Vice President Pence to nullify Joe Biden's win on January 6th. Again, it wasn't to nullify, it was to checks and balances to make sure, sh- and, th- and because he knew that they were fine, that something was wrong. The clarification language, making it clear that the Vice President's role is cer- ceremonial, meaning that the Vice President doesn't have the power to toss out states' electoral votes or send it back to the states. That the act also raises the threshold for the members of Congress to object to electoral votes and make it harder for le- um, state legislators or governors to ignore the popular vote when certifying electoral college votes. They just got it just in time, too. I'll tell you, because the first four people out the de- out the door was Mike Pence, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Kevin McCarthy, and Nancy Pelosi. They beheaded the government right away before those before those motions could be filed. So you can basically say that Mike Pence helped to overthrow the government. He didn't know about it. I mean, well, he couldn't have known about it. And if he known and if he knew about it, he was he was listening to the words that were incorrect. It wasn't on you to uh, disenfranchise the American voters by overturning an election. I know, I, I know, I keep beating a dead horse, but it looks like Mike Pence fell for it. Uh, well, one important thing too is all these court cases that they say have been have been over like overturned or they lost. They haven't been accepted because of standing. Standing right. is the legal principle that says you were damaged or or that kind of thing. So, like in Pennsylvania, where they change election laws. Republicans sued before the election and they said, you don't have standing because you haven't been harmed yet. And then after the election, they said, well, you it's been too long since you tried to assert your standing. So they didn't even investigate or see the evidence. Had Republicans been able to cite their concerns or whatever the official motion. And they were getting ready to. They had the papers in their hands. Yeah, that would have given them Standing I want to interview. I want to interview Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson. You know, these guys were sitting there, and you know, you, you had to look at January sixth, the stuff that went on, and wonder why are these cops letting these people in here? Because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer knew what they were doing, and maybe Mitch McConnell too. Probably Mitch McConnell too. They were all in the same place. Yeah, they knew that if Cruz and Johnson made that motion, immediate standing. And it was, and then there, then there was going to be an investigation. 
Yep. Now may, maybe we would have wouldn't have prevailed, but I'll tell you, you look at the orchestration of those people, and they pushed them into those rooms so they could stop it at that time. They couldn't wait another five minutes. Right. You know, it, it's uh, I can't wait for this story to come out if it ever does. I swear to God, this is. I'm starting to feel like a little bit of momentum here. I, I don't know if it's. I want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to. I want to go back to the bank um, thing that um, we were oh, talking yeah. earlier because um, I found a video online. Uh, actually, I found. Oh man, wait until y'all see the second one. Uh, but this first one was speaking about what happened this weekend. Really, I mean, you can attach it to what happened this weekend with the bank thing and what's coming. I really want you to listen intently to the young lady who is also an expert financial analyst. Changes are taking place in the global. This is also the um, the the Federal Reserve guy speaking. As a matter of fact. It's, it's really short. Powell. This is Powell. It may affect the international role of the dollar in the future. Most major economies already have or are in the process of developing instant 24-7 payments. Our own FedNow service will be coming online in 2023. And in light of the tremendous growth in crypto assets and stable coins, we are examining whether a U.S. central bank digital currency would improve mm. upon what is an already safe and efficient domestic payment system. Wow. Our, as our white paper on this topic notes, a U.S. CBDC could also potentially help maintain the dollar's international standing. You cannot do uh, digital currency without trusted digital verification. So that therefore everyone will have to get a digital ID. It will be really interesting to see how people play this when they've said all along that many people in our country don't have the ability as too much of a burden to get an ID, right? And now everyone just to have an account is going to have to get, it's a digital ID, but you're going to have to confirm your digital ID through government documents. You're going to have to establish yourself so that the, the, a clear digital identity can be registered to you. Now, this digital identity is going to be accessible across all spectrums, all of your healthcare, all of your credit information, so all three credit bureaus, um, all of your banking information directly mm -hmm. with the Federal Reserve. So this is a bypassing of the commercial banking system that we currently have. What happens yep. to all the banks? What happens to financial services? Who's going to give us loans if the money's not sitting in the commercial bank? You know, is the Federal Reserve going into loan business? Are they going to be loaning out in bulk uh, lump sums? from them to a commercial bank who then makes the lending decisions. This whole thing, Brandon, changes everything we know about finance from the very foundational levels. So this is huge. So the bottom line is they believe that the world has no options and that the CBDC and test case beta testing right now as we speak with mm -hmm. MasterCard, with several banks that are literally right now running a test case on this, they believe that they will be able to start to the digital IDs, people are waking up to the fact that we aren't that economically secure. And the only thing that secures <laughs> America not. is our military, our ability <laughs> to basically protect other countries so they continue to subscribe to the dollar and our ability to print money incessantly without yet causing a global collapse. But that's really where we are. That's what these wheels are turning, Brandon. No one knows how long it's going to take, but we are moving to an eventual dollar collapse. That is what was unstoppable at this point. I really thought we would start to see really bad things in the end of 2022. For some reason, uh, those things have been slightly delayed. 
Um, but I'm definitely on board with massive changes in 2023. Um, what happened on Friday? Those major banks lost $50 billion. And a lot of that money that was in SVB was the Swedish retirement funds. Oh, it's not just America. See, you know, this well, is and and to put in perspective, just so everybody understands, every normal citizen with money in and when you put money in a bank, you're investing in the bank. You're investing in their Basically. ability to yep. to give loans and make money. So you're not even just the, putting your money. Even in though there. they don't tell you that, even. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. But and, 30, that's how it works. and 30 years ago, they stopped paying you to do it. They used to pay you to do it. Right. With, with mm -hmm. interest. There's no more interest. Here's right. people that grew up that don't know what interest is. Yeah. yeah. So, so anybody who had less than $250,000 in the bank, which is like a ginormous percentage of people, your money's guaranteed. Now, any of these big businesses or super rich people who put their money invested their money in this bank they're the ones who stood to lose and the reason they lose when you talk about the trump regulation this bank was run poorly and made bad decisions and this bank went bankrupt and then the people that invested in that bank lose their money that's how it should work the depositors the mom and pops we're all covered up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. which if you got more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a bank like you probably got different problems in the world you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. this bank bailout is protecting the rich it is not it, it is not helping you and me You're as normal american right. citizens right. right and it should be allowed to fail it and should we, be allowed and to we fail. should have allowed it to fail in 2008 Right. I said the same thing. And, and yeah. it's funny because we've had these multiple things come out over the past few weeks mm -hmm. where like all normal people should be like, holy crap, like Carl, as goofy as he is. By the way, everybody say we love you, Carl. Thanks for tuning in. And we love your we love your copy paste from Wikipedia. But uh, <laughs> but everybody should say like what they're doing with these bank is benefiting the rich. Yeah. And not the working class. Right. But even people on the left are defending it and they want to just make it about Trump. Let me let me pull about Trump. Did you hear Trump deregulated in 2018? It's like, dude, well, like, I mean, there's no, no amount of regulation that are gonna gonna protect you from people that are shitty at their job. And that's I what love, they were trying to do. I even saw some people on the right last night. They were like, No, 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 we can't allow it to fail. We can't, we can't, yeah, because they're protecting the rich. Craziness, man. First okay. of all, if you want to throw names around. Joe Biden's the name to throw around whoever's pushing his strings, pushing his right. buttons, because we've lived on a financial system where money cost nothing for 20 years, nothing, 0% interest. Yep. And all of a sudden, the government decides to put three bills through in the first year and a half of an administration, $2 trillion each, three times, yes. and not to mention what Paul Ryan did. Right. right. You know, so all of a sudden... The Fed has to react at, to the inflation starts raising the interest rates. So it wasn't just, and, and it was, Jason, it was DEI. It was woke stuff that blew yep. them up at that bank on the West Coast. That's all they care about. That's yeah, all they, all banks care about. They invested a lot of the money that people put in to Green Deal type of stuff. Green Deal and diversion. Mm -hmm. Not diversion. What's that word? Diversity, Diversity equity, mm -hmm. and inclusion. Inclusion, yep. Mm -hmm. You know, but it was also the interest rates. Mm -hmm. Oh, the interest rates was ultimately what got them. And like I said earlier, anybody smart who looked at 
these interest rate things and what they were saying, like inflation's transitory. No, it's not like these price hikes are permanent. And and some of these people that were bad at banking, let's just say it, they were bad at banking. They weren't smart enough to look at that and go, you know what? This uh, this inflation isn't transitory. So they made they made actions based on what Janet you, Yellen said. You know, and you know something's off right away when they start inventing words. Right. Yeah. As yeah. soon as they invent a word, you know. Transitory. Uh, right. Quant- quantifying easy. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Transitory inflation. Well, and think of the logic. People screaming for more regulation. So since Trump deregulated, banks that were good at banking have thrived. They've done well. We've got local credit unions that I do business with that are doing excellent. And then uh, these these banks that are bad and stupid and should be going out of business are failing. And and so like like people saying like, hey, we need to we need to regulate the banks. It's like, no, no, no. We just need to let the system flush itself out. Let bad bankers go out of business. It's called capitalism. Let good banks do well. Like I've got a local credit union that's blowing up and they're doing great. You know, you want to hear something really pathetic, guys. Okay, It's, It's pathetic. Once a month or so, I go out to the diner and get breakfast, right? I decided this morning was that day. So I get up and I go to the, I head to the diner. It's about three miles away. I pull over and I call in my order, hang up and I get five minutes. All right, I'm rolling and I'm rolling. I'm like, I wonder if my debit card won't work. (laughs) (laughs) It worked, but you know, I mean, that's how, that's how far ahead I am. I'm like, did they crash yet? (laughs) Right. Look, I found, I found um I found this next video last night, as a matter of fact, and I listened to it, and we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this. Um, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy's name. All I know is this: everything that he is saying is happening right now. Yep. Everything that he's saying is happening right now. And it has everything to do with that new world order thing. He said the new world order thing basically started after World War II. And he's well, that's gonna, when the, that's when the US became the world's currency. There you go. Correct. Bre- Bre- exactly. Exactly. Ladies take, and gentlemen, taken over from the sterling pound from England, by the way. This is a this is about three minutes, but it's very important that you listen to everything that he said because. I don't think he's wrong, and when I get finished this, that's gonna be my question to my to my co-host, because I took this hook, line, and sinker. I listened to it. He pulled me in. He wrote me in. I want to see my co-host judgment in a moment in which the world order is going to change. Yes, we're changing the world order. Okay, in 1945, we started the new world order. What I mean is, over throughout history, there's a fight for control, because there's no world court that you go to and plead your case. And so there's a fight for power. So there's a war, and then the winners come out of that war, and the winners set the rules. And so 1945, the United States had 80% of the world's money. Gold was money at the time. It had half the world's GDP. It had a monopoly on military power. So the U.S. set the world order. That's why the United Nations is in New York. Washington, D.C. has the IMF and the World Bank. And its currency became the reserve currency. And its currency became the reserve currency because of that that set of circumstances. Okay, things evolve, things change, okay, over history. So the three big things that are changing now 
that haven't occurred in our lifetime is the amount of debt and money creation, which affects the value of money. And you can see it affecting what's going on every day. Large debt Inflation, means the printing of money, right? The large debt puts, puts central bankers in a choice. Do you pay it back with hard money or do you pay it back with printed devalued money? And if you pay it back with hard money, it's hard. In other words, that's when you have debt crises. So in all cases, they eventually print money and that produces inflation, right? So that dynamics, the first- And that's the place we are at this moment. That's the place we are at this moment. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that- We'll drill down on that. In, in a minute. The second, the second is um, when there's a, a great internal conflict, usually when there's a large wealth and values gap and at the same time as you have a financial problem, then you get populism, populism of the left and populism of the right. In other words, those who feel disenfranchised want people who are going to fight for them. They don't want compromisers. They want, don't want them to be in the middle because middle means that they're not fighting for them. They want them to have guts so that you have populists of the left and populists And their the positions right. harden. And their positions harden and there are no compromises. That's why we're potentially in a situation that you could see in one of these elections, maybe in 2024, that neither side would accept losing. Perhaps we see that. That's, you see, maybe you don't follow the rulings of the Supreme Court. Anyway, when, that's a serious question today. Serious. So these things have not happened in our lifetime, but they happen many times in history. So if you look at that, you see from those patterns why the gaps became, become greater and the positions harden and you see the dynamic. So that's the second. And the third is the rise of a great power to challenge the existing great power. In other words, I, I gave you the example of the United States was so dominant in 1945. Now it's not as dominant. It is not dominant. In other words, China and the opposition is as strong as the United States and its allies. Yeah. And so we have a conflict and there are five kinds of wars and they start in this order, just sequentially, right. typically. A trade war, a technology yeah. war, a geopolitical influence war. Then you get into a capital and economic warfare, which we are now with sanctions. They always happened in history. And then there's a military war. And so you could see that progression happen through time. And that creates a template. So I like to look at the template and then plot dots to see how we're transpiring relative to that template. Yeah. Ain't there something? <clears throat> I'll tell you what intrigued me especially was his uh, talking about the populism on the left and of the right. Yeah. Think of the similarity. This is going to be, this might be hard, but think of the similarities between MAGA and Occupy. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost the same. Not, I'm not talking about the, the tent cities and that. I'm talking about the ideology of the Occupy Wall Street movement. You know, it's, it, they're, they're similar. Yep. The that's difference why, was. why so many people in the Bernie camp are for the same economic things that we are. Right. Right. I was going to say the difference was is that Occupy didn't have a persuasive leader like President Trump. And it's funny. At some well, point. Hold on. Hold on. They did. They had Bernie. Right. Occupy got co-opted by the Democrats. By they Obama, did. By Obama. You remember? Right. Exactly. Hutch is right. You remember the Democrat and the Democrats do this throughout history, too. If they see a revolutionary type of event happening, then their representatives go amongst those people. Just like ours do. And get in front of the mic and try to co-opt it. Just we like saw ours Occupy. You know, Chip Roy, I thought he was an American hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep seeing some of the stuff that he's doing. I love his speeches on the floor. I love what he says on the floor. I, it's right and everything, but then he turns right around and he kicks himself in the ass. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh man, 
I just put I, I just put my name out there for you, and then right. you turn around and say some stuff about Ron DeSantis, and I was like, oh gosh, man, y'all don't understand. He's oh, not man, being president because I... he's short. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm only playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm only playing. Um, I was gonna say, I think when you say we're getting close to something, I hope we're getting close to a point where people on the right and people on the left realize that it's rich versus poor. That's what I want. Me too. It's not yeah, it's not right versus left. Like no. we have different ideologies or different ways to do government programs, mm -hmm. but it it is very much becoming class warfare. And they're just trying to get the right and the left to fight at each other so that we don't realize that the so there's enemy an illusion. So there's right, an, it's illusion an illusion that there's yeah. two sides. How do you how do you uh maintain survival of your class? Well, you put one against you put that against that and let them fight each other while right. you while you sit back and and keep on feeding it's almost like a fire you create that fire and you keep throwing stuff on the fire to keep that fire rolling okay everybody's getting burnt except for you and that's what congress and the lawmakers and stuff and the elite class is doing to us the american people which is pissing me off because honestly you wish you hoped you pray that everybody would say, stop doing this to us or we are going to do something ourselves. You know, I mean, honestly, we outnumber them anyway. I mean, right. Massive. Whatever, you know, and I understand some people are safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, they don't want to do stuff. But sooner or later, you're going to have to. You're going to have to make a sacrifice. You're going to have to say it's almost like a bully. Bullet keep beating you up, bullet keep beating you up, bullet keep beating you up, and then you keep taking it. Why? Because you, you know, you you're like, I don't know, I don't know. If I hit back, then he's gonna kill me. Just as soon as you slap that bully back in the face, slap back hard, bully. Uh, uh, that's new. He hit me. But if you hit him back the if you hit him back the right way, bully ain't gonna hit you no more. And that and nobody's hitting these people in Congress. We're fussing at each other. We're yelling at each other. We're all poor. We all are losing our freedoms. We all are losing our bank accounts. We all are losing our uh, 401ks. 401ks ain't, well, let's see, that person's a Republican, that person's a Democrat. So let's take all the money from the 401k out of Republicans and keep it. Everybody is struggling, but yet we're fighting, but we're arguing with each other. Does that make sense? It's funny to say that Bill Maher did a great, uh, part on his show and Bill's one of like he's lefty I like to watch lefties to see what they're saying and he had he had a great four minute bit where he talked about why do why do conservatives or MAGA why do they love President Trump and he said you know it's funny as I as I actually listen and talk to people I'm not even convinced they like Trump they might be embarrassed by what he does or what he says or some of his things but he is the only one that stands up and says, these people are getting screwed. Let's try to help them and actually put policies in place to help them. And, and, he, and he was even joking about Fox News, which I love when people rip on us for Fox News. Like, how many times have we said we hate Fox News? Like, so when people are like, oh, my God, did you hear what Fox News? Like, we hate them. Like, we hate them. I like Greg Gutfeld because he's funny. I watch Tucker sometimes because he does good interviews. Like, the rest of Fox News, eh, not really yeah. into it. But, but it's just funny because Mar even is seeing it where he's like, 
Like, you know, there's this great pool of people. And like Bernie, if he would have stood up when Hillary stole his election, I could have saw supporting Bernie, even though I hate his policies, because he would have convinced me that he was fighting for regular Americans. He just had really bad ideas. I got to tell he you, went over and took it. Yeah. You know, I got, I got to tell you this about Bernie's um, fail fail campaign. Like you said, if Bernie would have stood up, if Bernie would have stood up and fought them, he would have had those people behind him, and he would have took that nomination. That Donald Trump. Huh? And they'd have shot him. Yeah. Probably. Probably. But but then they but then they would have pissed off the people that voted for him and they would have been in trouble. Yeah. After that. But I always said this. Well, I didn't always say this. When Bernie gave that po- portion up, I was like, okay, well, he's done in he's the, done it run because the first he, time or the second time. <laughs> well, he always said he wasn't a Democrat. He always right. said he he was a, a so um, something something socialist, okay. But I was like, once he gave up that 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 mic and showed that he was weak, and then the Democrat did that thing to him at the Democrat National Convention, I was like, he will never get the uh, the, the uh, and uh, then the FBI bailed out his wife on uh, stealing all that money from the college stuff. Oh, they went after him, boy. Oh yeah. They, they went after Bernie, and Bernie's like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, I, I oh, you know, well, I'll kind of move down." Okay, so, uh, <laughs> but if I said the next person that runs with Bernie's ideas has to be young, has to be, and I, granted, either I will probably be a Latino, good-looking Latino dude. I don't know about the female, but if he's young and he has uh, Bernie's ideas and he comes young and populist type of thing, he's going to clean up because that's what the young people wanted. The young people wanted. They drove. They ran to Bernie. Well, they also ran. What an indictment of our stupid children. No, it is. It is. It is. I know it is. And, and but but I thought about it, I was like, man, all that all he needs is a young a, a, a young Kennedy like type person to stand up there with with Bernie's ideas, that they, they will be in the White House. He they hold the communist the- manifesto in their hand and they'll win. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So well, I think the thing compelling about Bernie, I think what people desperately want from politicians is somebody that's actually genuine and somebody that's not going to be part of the establishment because right, everybody right. should be able to agree the establishment sucks. Yeah. Joe Biden, you know, the if Mitt Romney would have won, you know, like the Bushes, like they're all terrible and they're not taking care of the American people. They're you not know, doing glad, their job. You know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I'm glad Romney didn't win. I want him to win so bad, but you know what? He turned out to be a little squishy shoes boy, didn't he? I'm glad he didn't win. Utah 2024, there's a primary in your town. Right. (laughs) You got to get rid of this guy. He's making you look like a fool. He is. He is. And that's coming from Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Ladies and gentlemen, all um, and uh, another thing that's happening while they're pitting us against each other on the ground. I'm not saying everybody... I'm saying the majority of voters on the left are not bad people. I'm, again, the majority of the people in this country are not bad people. But you do have some um, people 
that uh, uh, are, it's probably an organization too, um, that are hell bent on being in all 50 states to keep that fire going. Okay. And they bring up topics using those focus groups and keywords and all those different things to keep that going and keep us at each other's throat. And while we are arguing at each other over things in this country, they are in D.C. laughing at us, signing legislation to take away more freedoms and to take us to World War III while we're not looking. Again, you're going to wake up one morning and your bank ain't going to work. I'm telling you. Look, they're working it out right now. They are. They're working it out. You're going to wake up. All those people. And um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word that they, you know, you see how they come up with these words. What's the word that they, supply chain. We never heard of supply chain. <laughs> right. And for a whole year or so, supply chain. Transitory what? Inflation. <laughs> Transitory inflation. Never heard of that. For a whole year. That. Look at- that Look how quickly homosexual turned into LGBTQAI. Yeah. Look yeah. how fast that happened. It yeah. only happened one letter at a time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you have, um, and this is something that I laugh about uh, when my daughter and I argue about it, but it was uh, global warming. Right after it was global cooling. Global yep. cooling, then global warming. And now it's just climate change. Did you see Greta Thunberg deleted a bunch of tweets from 2018 where she yeah. said she said the world's going to end in five years? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's five years. So she's having to go through and scrape. And yeah. it was funny because my wife and I were just talking like like AOC like five, six years ago said we got 12 years before the world's doomed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm wondering if they're getting ahead of the game to go scratch that and delete all that stuff. Al Gore said that the ice, polar ice right. caps were supposed to be melting too. It didn't happen. Right oh, with, yeah. with rage, he said it with rage. Yeah, yeah, right. sure did. It's popping up. Get the before, picture of the polar bear. Cue up the polar bear. Before he got on his jet with yeah, and, right. and rolled out and went out and, <laughs> and molested the Mexican maid. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know what? I always, I always feel like this though. Um, God, no supreme being, God, wh- however you want to call him, he doesn't let the wrong people. Okay, he doesn't let the wrong people in charge. And I don't know some Democrats are in charge right now, but there's a reason why he lets certain things happen. But if somebody is just that evil, he won't let them in charge, meaning he didn't let Al Gore win the White House. Al Gore should have won right after Clinton. He didn't let him win. Why? Did you know Al Gore's father uh, was one of those Dixiecrats? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dixiecrats, yeah. Yeah, Dixiecrat, the one, um, uh, those, uh, those. Well, I'm not saying his dad hanged anybody, but I'm sure that somebody, some people in his family, probably hanged some um, slaves. Yeah, uh, his father was Dixiecrat. Hillary Clinton, the same thing. God didn't let that happen, did he? Oh, she, oh, she cried that night. Went to her bed and cried. That she, she almost got there though. Both of them almost got to the White House. But God was like, nope. Okay. Donald Trump got in. Got a lot of that happen. Joe Biden got in. Got a lot of that happen. Because sometimes, sometimes 
you, us as American people, smell our piss. We think that we are above everything and everything, and we forget to give God His honor, uh, or to or to pray, or to or to um, or to humble ourselves and sacrifice and allow God and and uh, we forget to go and ask God for direction. So what does he do? He sent the devil down to earth, didn't he? I and think that, that arrogance is where we're at with this war in Russia. Yes. I think everybody's sitting there thinking it's a video game. Man. I, I mean, I'll you tell gotta, you what, what you got to do. If you're feeling that way, go watch Saving Private Ryan. Right. I mean, this is real stuff right here. This isn't. <laughs> This isn't drones, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is boots on the ground, bullets flying around the air, missiles and, and mortar rounds and artillery. And maybe maybe over there now, maybe chemical agents and biological agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, they, I, I'm the, uh, God allows certain things to happen. To, y'all want to talk about woke and stuff like that. God allows certain things to happen like this to slap you awake. I think you're right, right. Right now, he's on you right now, and he's trying to shake you and say, if you don't come back to me, if you don't allow me to direct your path, that's what it says in the Bible, if you don't allow me to direct your path, this is where you're going to go. Okay? There have been many times in the Bible where God has said, where God has wiped his hands and allowed things, Bad to, things happen. to happen. Exactly. And it's not above him. One thing I noticed about the Democrats is the Democrats always say God is love. God accepts this. God accepts that. God, God, uh, uh, there's no wrong. God is just the author of of a line of, of beautiful things. He's also the God of vengeance. But they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the time that he destroyed the earth based on the Bible. They don't talk about uh, um, the plagues that he sent to, to Pharaoh's house to let his people go. Don't you don't you know he could have killed Pharaoh and killed all those Egyptians and just let let all of them? But but he was trying to teach him a lesson. He was trying to teach him a lesson because if there's one thing that he gave us all is free will, and he's trying to show us, listen, this is going to happen. I tried to tell you before under Barack Obama. Yeah, I sort of got it. Okay, I used Donald Trump as a vessel. He wasn't he? He was imperfect. I, I used him, but it, look at all it exposed. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, and why was that allowed to expose? Because God used him as a vessel to expose it. Now okay. it's turn to clean it up. And and then what happened? Okay, I just want to remind y'all. Okay, so going forward after 2024 and stuff, y'all should be good, right? Y'all should be good. Put the stuff back in the right di- in the right direction and let's get this country moving on the right track. You know? You can do it if you want to. If y'all don't do it, I'm moving to French. <laughs> I'll tell you the thing it the thing it you know when you you look at stuff in perspective and I'm I'm really astonished and intrigued by the speed at which our decline is, is occurring. I mean, when you see an entire Hollywood class and Democrat class, a okay 
with molesting our children right in front of us. Mm-hmm. They're a okay with that, man. I mean, this is, this is, it's going to rain. Yeah. This is not cool, man. This is, this is, this is horrible. The rest of the world's looking at us going, man, we used to, we used to try to keep that secret at least. Yeah. Right. You know, these people are out there doing this stuff and it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's funny. I, I talked about that, you know, so my wife and I on Monday nights are taking an alpha class at our church, which is kind of a like reconnect to the Bible sort of class over like nine weeks. And on our table group, we were just talking about the state state of the world. And I mean, there was like a Biden voter, too. There was a couple Trump voters and everybody landed on like the end of the world is coming. Like taxation is beyond ridiculous. Like if you look at all the the horrible plagues, if you look at all the you know the locusts, I mean there was there was worms raining in China this weekend. I mean it's like it's like the Bible is fulfilling itself, and it was really funny because we all landed on the on kind of the same thing. Like hey, we might look at things different politically, but yeah, things are bad. Like they're not enforcing laws, yeah. all that. What are you talking about raining worms? What are, you, what are you talking about? No, seriously, that was a thing. I'll find the video. There, it was raining worms in uh, in some province in China. You got too much time on your hands. <laughs> so, kidding. so I've got a very active Twitter feed, and I do a lot of engagement with people on there. And people send me stuff, and I'm like, "This can't be real." And by God, it's real. That's my favorite part of Twitter. Did it you find it? All over the place. <laughs> Did you find it? Yes. Yes, I'm telling you. I have the for those who watch the show that follow me on Twitter. I love you guys. Like I post things where we just like discuss things. Everybody goes back and forth, and and like people send me stuff and I can reshare. What's that? I never the the Jerusalem Post. Forget cats and dogs. It's raining worms outside. Yeah, you thought I was full of it. No, I well no. (laughs) I mean, I I hadn't heard the story. Right, but there's worms all over these cars. Yeah. It's bizarre. Raining worms in China's Beijing. No, well, Beijing. I will I mean, say too, as long as we're talking about God stuff. Yeah, uh, so on, I caught up. I caught up on all my port protection, and while I'm waiting for the new episodes, the wife and I, uh, we started watching The Chosen. Which, if you've not watched The Chosen, it's a really well done show. We're about halfway through the first season, and uh, it talks about. Uh, Jesus, when he first starts uh, identifying his disciples and tells the story of that. And it's a little Hollywood, but it's really, really pretty. Some pretty powerful stories. Did you see the did you see the documentary Poisoned? No. About fentanyl? Oh, God, no. My God, I watched that. And I'll tell you, that was so scary Um, because what these dealers are doing, they're putting it in everything. Every drug that's out there, they're putting fentanyl in. Yep. And what it was, was the thing that really got me was the, the timeline. This fentanyl epidemic, the poisoning, it's not a, they're not overdoses, they're poisonings. Right. This fentanyl poisoning started with the pandemic. I didn't know that. There was like one death in this city in 2019 or 2017 or whatever. And then once the pandemic came, uh, wow, it went right through the roof, man. I mean, and I'm looking at this thing. And I'm looking at the pandemic timeline and I'm watching this documentary. It started with the pharmaceutical companies. They came right to the place where I'm getting my new camp, right in West Virginia. <laughs> they got the worst freaking ep- the worst 
death snare oh, than anywhere else. Yeah. Yep. And I'm looking at this and they're saying where the fentanyl is made. Wait for it. Wuhan. Exactly. I didn't know that. That was, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that was the second pincer of the freaking attack on the United States was mm-hmm. fentanyl. Yeah, and it's yeah. not, and they got you all distracted. All yeah. these geniuses in Washington got you distracted and are pointing you toward Mexico. Forget yeah. Mexico. It's China. Well, well, Mexican president came out last week and said, told the Republican Party, y'all better stop saying that we're responsible for the fentanyl coming across the border or else. That's what the Mexican president said. Well, my point is, is no matter what you do with Mexico, you still got to stop them making it. They're making right. it in China, right. and China's sending it to Mexico. So if you want to attack Mexico, let's attack both of them yeah, or whatever. But I think that's a distraction. And the reason I say that is because of how much Chinese money is in American politics. Oh, yeah. Almost and, everything these people do benefits them. And, and I'm not saying that uh, Chinese won the Oscar last night, but the Asians kicked tail. Last night on the Oscars, they oh boy, they, the, the they won all the awards. They they won all the awards and stuff. So, <laughs> um, imagine China kind of backing off a little bit uh, from from the United States. But you know, there's a special place in hell for anybody in American government that's taking that Chinese communist money. I hope you suffer yourself, your family. There's got to be a list. There's got to be a list somewhere. Somebody somebody has to compile that list so that American people can see it. And that uh, might be what this, this, that might be the whole plan. That this all might be so we can uncover this madness. Yeah, Charlene's right too. We we had a guest on, and actually, we do take guests. We're just selective in taking our guests because um, some people need to be heard and some people just want to be heard. So, um, but um, Charlene, uh, we had a guest that came on that uh, wrote a book about the, um, the generic pill. Um, China gives us 80 to 85 percent of our generic pills. And um, you know, we we didn't know that. We 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 damn sure didn't know that they control that. Can you imagine the stuff that they would slip into those pills? And that's what they're doing. They're making counterfeit pills. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what's killing these kids. Yeah, they look like real candies or no real prescription, like like M30s is written on the pill, but it's it's fentanyl. This one kid during the pandemic thought he got some coke from his buddy and it was pure fentanyl. Ooh. He snorted one line and died. It was done. Mm. Yeah. Mm. One of the guys that I do some work with, he lost two brothers and like they had a drug problem, but they both died because that might they have been took... the guys on this show. It was two brothers. Yeah, it could have been. And uh, they they died because of they thought they were getting other drugs, and yeah. it was just fentanyl. And it doesn't take much fentanyl when they when they cut fentanyl into like cocaine, or they're doing it with amphetamines or that kind of thing. It takes a very small amount for it to go from from bad to death. The, so, yeah, they did the clinical side of it too, and they said, you know, this is one of the best painkillers. It's been around since the fifties, by the way. I didn't know that either. Right, but it, it, you need a chemist to do the dosage because there's like two grains difference between perfection and death. It's yeah. Like it's like, so if you, small. if you take a head of a pins worth amount yeah. of fentanyl, you die. Yeah. And yeah. so when these guys are cutting it in their drug labs, if they cut too much in there, you're done. Well, well, I saw, 
Well, now you said that you said that they you saw it happening in China. Is that what you said, Hutch? You saw it them cutting it and stuff and everything, or they showed a. I mean, I don't think it was like a real lab, but they showed somebody cutting it up. It was the guy that was embedded in Iraq, the the news guy. Okay, I think he was ABC that was embedded in Iraq and got blown up in the convoy. Remember him? Okay, was, yeah, yeah, one yeah. journalist yeah. got hurt really bad. He's the one doing this show, and he was on fentanyl because of all the all the wounds he had. And they were explaining that this is the best thing there is if you know what you're doing. If you do it like like a chemist, you know, like a pharma pharmacist or something like that. But when you put it in the hands of these gangbangers, they don't have that kind of expertise. Right, right. Right. Yeah, they're they're well, making the fentanyl overseas because like you could have like a Ziploc bag worth of fentanyl and it increases the effect and the addiction level of cocaine. So if you take a little cocaine or amphetamine or whatever yeah. your drug, you drop a little fentanyl in it, it yeah. makes it way more potent and then you're more likely to go back to that dealer. And it only it only lasts for two hours till you need more. Right. That's the big thing. Two hours after you come down, you got to have more right now. Right. So, so it so they stir fentanyl into the other drugs. Everything. Like nobody takes fentanyl, really. Right. I mean, they usually take something with fentanyl. All these junkies up there said they all thought they were on heroin. Right. They all thought they were on heroin and it was fentanyl. Yep. And fentanyl is super cheap to make, super cheap to transport. Because like I say, if you get one dude with a backpack. That's what the dealers were saying. Exactly what you just said. Yep. Well, I, um, the reason the reason why I was asking that question is because I was watching this uh, this this uh, documentary on Netflix, and they were down in Mexico. I, I know what the Mexican president says, but they were down there in the um, Sonora Sonora cartel, or they were down there in the jungle, and they are they were mixing the fentanyl along. They were mixing the fentanyl with the cocaine, and they were putting gasoline in it. Yep. Liquid gasoline or what they were mixing it on. But um, they were wearing um, hazmat suits while they were doing it. So uh, they they were like, nobody down there uh, would make it just wearing nothing. You you got to cover up when you're doing it. I was like, well, damn. I mean, if that's the case, can you imagine what it's doing to somebody's body when they put that in somebody's body, you know? I mean, the one the one cop, he was a four star, he was some kind of chief, said that just in the last month they confiscated more fentanyl that the amount could kill the entire country. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, they say like one backpack's worth that they catch some of these mules with. Like that backpack could take out like the city of Los Angeles. Zombie drug, yeah. Uh, but you know, we did that. We did that video the other day where they're putting tranquil trank with the fentanyl. Yeah. And um, it's ca- I mean it's causing skin. That, that, oh man, that stuff. That's like I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm the age I am, boy. I swear yeah, me to too. God. Yeah, yeah. I'm I glad my that. drug of choice is caffeine. <laughs> it's kind of hard to that. drink too much coffee. Before before we go again, we broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from twelve to one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are watching um, the on uh, the bank situation. I don't want to. That second bank that failed, I don't want that to get past us either because everybody was talking about SVB, SVB, SVB. Well, the other one failed on Sunday. Yep, Sunday Think night. Think about that. It failed Sunday night before 
the bailout for SVB. And who sat on that board? Barney Frank. Dishy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, more, uh, more banks, more banks. Keep on watching. Um, Really look out for your money. That's all I'm saying. Look out for your money because uh, there's going to be a, when they do this transfer over and they will be doing the transfer over, there's going to be a run at the banks. There's going to be a run at the banks. Uh, and it's not going to be pretty. It's not, you know, to, to get your money out. You're going to, they're, they're probably going to force you to get the digital ID. And when, and once you get that digital ID, you know, some people say it's the, the mark of the beast, you know, think kill however, switch, think kill switch. However, however you want to label it, you know, you're already a property anyway. Like we learned with with social security number, you're already a property anyway. I, I never iPhone. thought about it like that. With the iPhone, iPhone the same way. iPhone and Android, you're you're their property. You anyway. are what you're saying. You know, um, I gotta I gotta make a real quick. Uh, Before before I um, give last thoughts to Jay and um, last thoughts to Hutch, friend of mine, a young lady, uh, Twitter friend of mine, is leaving the game. She was um, she had a good a, a great following, big time following, and um, you know you can go and look at her timeline right now, and you can see that it's been ha- uh, she's been changing over for the last couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so. But and I guess this was a question I was going to ask Hutch. You can get to, well actually I'll ask it both. You can get to a point, and, I, and I've been here for a while actually. I have. You can get to a point where you can look and you can see what both sides are doing. And I'm talking about uh, uh, up top. And you can get on your podcast, you can get on your video blog, and you can start telling people, listen, this it's a no-win scenario the way that these people are doing it up here. There's no win. I mean, it's a no-win scenario. Except for them. Except for them. You know, we keep thinking our side's going to win. Well, our side's going to win. Well, we do things better than you do. Well, we do things better than you do, too. And we keep going like this. And like I said, the people that are controlling us as puppets, they're just throwing the, throwing wood under the fire to keep us. And basically watching her, what reading some, and I'll send y'all her timeline. But I was like, oh man, you can see her changing for the fruit. She's like, I can't take it no more. I can't, I can't take I it. Feel no that. I heard that. I, I mean, I can <clears throat> I can relate to that. I, mm-hmm. I I'm sorry, we done. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think something that, that I'm noticing for myself, and I think this is inevitable. You saw over the weekend a leftist academic named Naomi Wolf came out and basically, basically apologized to us for believing in the J6 lies. And I think what, you, what, what we need to do, I don't know if we can do it or not, but what I'd like to see us do. Did she see our video and say that? I don't know. <laughs> that was some powerful Twitter stuff. That, weekend, is, <laughs> that was a big one. But, but I think 
the, the key to me is it's not about Republicans anymore. No, it's not. I think that you just got to reject the whole, the whole farce. Yep. And I hate to say that because we've worked so hard yeah. on this side, but they're traitors, man. Yeah. Every day a new one comes out and shows their colors. And I think that's the best thing that could possibly happen to our movement. Thank you, Mike Pence, for showing what a scumbag you really are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thank really you, mean Mike. that. And I thank you, that- Mike Pence. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. Thank yep. you, Kevin McCarthy. Thank you for all of, because thank you, Tucker Carlson. To Tucker Carlson. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Thank you, Laura Ingram. Thank you all because even even though it's your private text, and God help y'all probably y'all probably didn't think that the text would get out. You told your you basically Lies. said you right you 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 said stuff in your private text to each other that got out, and I was like, y'all hurt people, y'all hurt people. You know, I mean, I mean, just all we want is just give us the news. Don't put no, don't put no emotion in it. Don't put no, no, don't put no extra stuff. Give us the news. We're grown adults. We can, we can make up our mind. You know, I remember, I remember a co-host years ago that said something that was profound. And I was complaining about OANN at the time. They were brand new. I thought they were good to go. And I said, man, they're so boring though. And my man said, it's supposed to be boring. Right. Yes. It's supposed to be the news. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because you guys have done this game a lot longer than I have. And I'll be honest, guys, like I had a really big paying job in the corporate world and I gave that up to try to help break the narrative of the media because I think the narrative is tearing the country apart. We are not doing this for Wayne knows. Like I was COO of a company that was doing really well. And I walked away from that to do this. And by the way, we don't make no money doing this podcast. Not much. You know, we appreciate it. We want to. We wouldn't mind. (laughs) We wouldn't mind. But I'd say after doing it for, you know, six months, seriously, we're trying to get the word out. It it can be, I can see where you'd get really demoralized. And, you know, people say like, oh, you're brainwashed by Fox News. Like, dude, I watch maybe two hours of Fox News a week. Like yeah, I watch, yeah, yeah. I watch C-SPAN for like four hours a day. I, I read it. bills. I, yeah. I, I try yeah. to really be informed and then share stuff. And, uh, and it's really fascinating how brainwashed it is. And I'll give you an example with January 6th. So January 6th, nobody's going to defend the people that broke into the Capitol. I think there was probably uh, Antifa or FBI provocateurs at the front of the line. Um, so, but not here to debate that or Ray Epps. There were there were hundreds of people that went into the Capitol after the doors right. were broken that yeah. wandered right. around yeah. and that have been in jail for two years. Mm-hmm. And and those people, even Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, like if you look at the full video evidence of what was released for him, it's bad. And it's come out in the last week or so with the Tucker tapes and also in some court cases that the federal government withheld evidence. They haven't answered discovery requests. They haven't done. They haven't done things. So, so the defendants who are still two years in jail for walking around the Capitol are um, are like aren't getting what they need from the federal government to adequately defend themselves, whether they were guilty or not. So, I crafted a tweet that said, 
whatever you think about Jacob Chansley, whatever crimes you think he commit, if we can't, like everybody should be enraged that he's not getting a fair trial and they're not giving him discovery. And, and then we, I did drop that on like Wednesday or Thursday. And then Friday night, we had a, a spaces on Twitter that had an average of like seven, 800 people at, at all times. Uh, and it went on for six and a half hours. We thought it would go an hour or two, but we found January 6th defendants and January 6th defendants just got on and told their story of just like, I don't want to know like what you did was justified or not. Talk about the legal process. Some had their lawyers on that said like, this is what we've asked for. This is what we haven't gotten. People were actually posting the documents. And, and it was just heartbreaking because like, if we can't agree that whatever these folks did, they deserve a right of speedy trials and fair trials and that kind of thing. And, and so we tweeted about it and then, Hey, here's the thread and here's the documents, listen to the thing. And um, the amount of people that just said, we don't care F them. I saw what the, what was posed on CNN. So clearly they're all guilty of insurrection. And it really, I lost a lot of faith in America, like Carl, who wants to just, just, just tweet like he's broken. <laughs> like, dude, go listen to that. It's six and a half hours. I took out of my day. I didn't make a cent doing it. And we talked to actual victims of January 6th and everybody should be pissed off. That And like Carl's response, this was, this was the most horrifying thing. Like, this was what all these lefties say deserved. Like you're saying American citizens don't deserve a right to a speedy trial. You're saying an American citizen doesn't deserve a right to discovery. You are a piece of crap. Like you are, like people yelled at me for swearing already, so I won't. You are a horrible person if you can say any American citizen doesn't deserve a right to a fair trial and doesn't deserve discovery from the federal government. And the people on the left that are going off saying like, oh, our government wouldn't withhold information. Are you freaking stupid? Are you an idiot? Like, so I got to say it was, uh, and it was funny because people just responded like that to this Twitter thread. And like, literally my whole point was let's get a speedy trial and let's get a fair trial. And if they're guilty, they're guilty. And the amount of people who said they didn't deserve that, I, it was, it was, it was painful. Sorry. Damn dude, you need some water. <laughs> I was really passionate about it because if we can't as American citizens agree that people deserve a speedy trial and people to deserve discovery. He believe, evidence, that, he believe in that, don't he? Hey, I, I'll tell you, he's right though, because yeah, I mean, yeah. these guys, they're right. sitting in there. I, I just tried to look up that jail. I can't even find it in the Bureau of Prisons. Yeah, you probably right. Won't. You know, I mean, this is something That's that they do the yeah. MAGA granny, this is a 70-year-old lady that walked in in one of the fifth crowds, wandered around the Capitol. It's a 70-year-old lady with, like, a pink hat, if you see her in the pictures, wandering around. No violence, didn't do anything. They sent 12 <laughs> FBI agents to her house to yeah. arrest her. Yeah. 12 FBI agents. Yeah. And then they, like, threw a her and her husband went through $70,000 because she wandered into the Capitol. And like people were, we were telling that story. I would, I would encourage people not to. Carl, you suck, man. Yeah, <laughs> you really do, man. You, you got your head up your ass, right? I'm sorry, man. Yeah. You know, that's the people's yeah. house. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Carl is. Carl is. 
Well, and I gotta say, there's a lot of Carls out there that are so brainwashed that think this is okay. Like this is not okay. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's your fellow citizens, Carl. You don't care. You don't care. Carl, I mean, Carl, he's a communist. Carl is probably well. I ain't even going to do West Virginia like that. Um, <laughs> I ain't even going to do Carl like that. We're going down that hoopy road. Yeah, yeah, I was going down that uh, Meredith's sister and stuff like that. But I, but I ain't going to do that. Well, here's the sad thing. Like we all used to be able to agree on like foundational principles. No, we didn't. Like we could disagree no, yeah. with, <laughs> no, you know, yeah. insurrection takes guns. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, well, no. You know what? Okay, no. I will agree with you. There. We we again. I think what we have to do from now on. We really have to separate us from the elite and right. yeah. and push it like that instead of the political party thing like I that. I agree 100%. Right, because I understand there are – see, there's a whole lot of people – agree with me or not, there's a whole lot of people that's in Congress right now that would get in front of the camera and, and say such a thing, but you got to realize they got the okay to say that stuff. Right. They got the okay to uh, to act like they are in front of the camera because they had the rules, they had the money, they had all that other stuff flowing and stuff. They are all passing um, stock information, all of them. They're all they're all doing it. I don't care, you know. Well, and then the cut and the few that don't want no part of it, they're out in about two years. You know what I'm saying? They're out. You know. Um, you ever see those uh, TV um, those TV things where cop is like, "Here, take your cut." Oh man, I can't do that. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Why? You uh, you with IA or whatnot? No, no. Okay, all right. We got to get you out of this unit. Same same thing with um, the Congress. Um, the Congress is the doing big a club, whole, and you ain't in it. We ain't in it, but we can. But we but we can stop it, and that's what we are trying to tell you on this show. We can stop this club if we join together yep. and start. I, we the people. That's how it. That's how it starts off. It's not we the Congress. It's we the people. It's us. We control things. Okay. You know, it, it's it's just that easy. Really, it is that easy. It's just that people think it's hard, but it's not. It's not because just. Can you imagine if everybody stopped paying their bills and stuff like that? Can you imagine? If there was a national strike. Yeah. On, right. on, on like, national in Poland, like in Poland. That's how they got rid of communism. We are, maybe, maybe, maybe on here on the Wayne Dupree podcast, we need to start a national strike. We need to come up with a certain day and just push it and just keep on pushing it on social media and stuff. A national strike. A national strike. But you got to do it before they open the borders back up because there's your replacements. Right, here comes your replacement group. you see what happened over the weekend? Military-age males, too. They tried to they tried to bum-rush the border, man. Yeah, do you got the video on that? I do. Oh, people got to see this. I'll tell this you, in the, in, the, in the meantime, folks, uh, there's a book, there's a, uh, an article that was written in 2010. It's called America's Ruling Class and the Perils of the Revolution. 
by Angelo Codevila. And it explains what Wayne's talking about, about separating. It's the ruling class versus the country class. Forget about the parties. Forget about the parties. Forget about it. Forget it. This is our southern border, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go ahead, Newton Fire. Give me flashbacks, but I was married to a Puerto Rico woman. <laughs> was she that fiery? <laughs> See. Probably. This is uh let's see. I want her to this is this is another one. Damn it, it must be it must be bad to hate your country that much. Wow. That would be a good application for a fire hose, though. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't really start shooting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could. I was going to say. <laughs> Something got to happen. Somebody told them to come. That's treasonous. Somebody told him to come. Well, so yeah. what's the, what's the end result? Are we going to be a Spanish-speaking country or what? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Because you know what? You have U.S. birth. I don't. Well, actually, <laughs> it's not funny. Um, white U.S. births are down. Um, That's because they're trans in them. Turns out trans can't have kids. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's sick. The whole thing's yeah. sick. I, you know, I, I can't. Especially you know, if you watch like Hulu or something. It's like you got to watch these dudes dance. It, it's yeah, it's hard it's, to find good programming. Poor protection. Like, let's get the new season. I'm talking about the commercials. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harmony. I'm watching this commercial. It's like a music video, right? And I'm looking at all the and it's like Mexicans or Latinos and blacks and. I'm watching like that woman ain't got no breasts. <laughs> and I'm looking at it more, and it's like, that's a dude. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm talking about this at dinner, and my daughter's like, that's just drag. I said, no, it ain't drag. <laughs> he ain't got no wig. That's a dude. That's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, um e, e harmony, e harmony keeps putting those um trans type of uh it's disgusting, those, man. What's wrong with you people? Yeah, they keep on putting out those trans commercials and stuff and those homosexual commercials. I'm like, are the youth okay with this? Cause okay. that's what they're doing. They're, they're making this that it's okay with kids. You know, the youth, I think the youth don't even watch too much TV because the I youth is right still, about that. That's a good point. You know, they're watching TikTok. That's getting fed yeah. this stuff. They're watching, yeah. which oh. that's interesting because Joe Biden has the legal authority right now and TikTok. All he's got to do is hit the button. China, all won't, do that. China won't let him. That's right. all you have to do is hit the button. Well, and he also got 
the authorization from the Congress to release the origins of COVID-19. Saw that too. Both in the last well, week. 19 to zero. He also All he's got to do is hit the oil. button. He opened up another oil field in Alaska. Yep. Saw that this morning too. <laughs> All right, this morning too. And AOC and them are going to be pissed off at that one. Oh, these cards are starting to wait. Okay. But see, why in the world would he do that? It's because of what he did with the oil reserves uh, and, and what he's done already. See, everything that Joe Biden has been allowed to do or told to do has has uh, put this policy-wise, uh, domestic-wise, has put this country back, uh, back years and years and years. Okay, so basically, and, and then he's put weak people in office. If you look at Buttigieg Everybody's and weak. Um, Mayorkas and, and um, uh, Blinken, uh, Sullivan, uh, all of them. They're all it turns weak. out when you hire people for diversity instead of job skills, that goes yeah. poorly. They're all weak. Yelling right. at me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the CEOs of these corporations, they're all yeah. They're, I mean, they're horrible. I, when they come on, oh, I, and the DOJ, everybody looks Mark, weak. Yeah, yeah freaking, um, what's his name? Um, um, the attorney general. Yeah. Uh, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. Man, shut up. Shut up or, or speak. Say something. Judy Man Garland. up. I'm like, but when you put them all in a row, they look like a cohesive unit. But when you but when you hear them, well, not, not cohesive, they just look like a team. But when you hear them talk, they all look weak. They sound weak. Grand home, yelling. All yeah. Of That's like, by design, wow. too. Wow. And then, and then you throw millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I went and told China. That's a weak move, Chief. <laughs> that's a weak move. Got to get him with his plastic face mask. Say, yeah, Austin, that's, yeah, that's a weak move. Austin. So, yeah, they're all controllable and own is what Debbie Cochran says. Yes, they are. We got to go. Um, uh, yeah, we got to go. I'm I'm talk to the boys about something. Uh, probably later on in the week about something that we might want to do because honestly uh hutch wasn't lying uh we need some help we we need some help y'all um but we do appreciate everybody that's watching us and everybody that's here for us and whatnot um i do want to let y'all know that um yes we do broadcast on various networks on various platforms but some of those platforms when we talk about certain things uh they they don't like they, it. They dock us, man. They He's they dock me. No, I'm no, I'm talking about everybody. <laughs> Every time Hutch uh, and I open our mouth, Facebook goes, even though even though we really don't get a whole lot on Facebook, they take they take it. So there's got um I'm gonna talk to the guys because um Rumble doesn't do that. And we don't broadcast on YouTube and because YouTube is a thief. Uh, so I think uh, I'm going to talk to the guys and we'll see what we want to do. But we want everybody to know that's watching us right now and get her, get her too. But, you know, get her. I don't know what happened, but get her. Audience went somewhere. Not sure where it I don't went. Know what happened there? Not sure where it went, but that was that's weird. Okay. That's all right. You know, wait. I mean, I understand. Look, I know, I know. Bannon came out and called um, Elon Musk a 
basically a China lover or whatnot. But I mean, get her like eighty percent China. So um, <laughs> it's like sometimes I look on there, I'm like. It's the same thing I'm thinking about AM radio. You turn on AM radio, you're like, okay, what country am I in? You know, I'm I'm listening to all these Mexican stations on there. Can't get same thing. I get her. You know, I look, look on there. I, I'm looking for English speaking uh, timelines and stuff. I'm like, scroll, scroll. Oh my god. Okay, let me turn this off and turn it back on. Shake. I need an English timeline to read. Um, either way, either way. But yeah. Bottom line, I'm going to talk to the fellas, and we'll see where we'll see where we want to go from there. Uh, let's see. I watch on Rumble, but I can't comment. You should be able to comment. There's a um, there's lying, a chat. lying about what Jeff. There's a chat that's going on right there. Jeff says we're lying, while the guy in it, while t- taking the guy in the middle is lying. Yeah, just from the mannerisms and the hands on the face while talking. No, actually, it's frustration, Jeff. This is this is frustration because I can't believe that people like you believe in a whole lot of stupid ass stuff <laughs> instead of just working things out and trying to make things better for America. See, and now I'm looking down and hold my brow. This is like I wish Jeff would get it. I really do. Um, but Jeff just ain't getting it. See, this ain't lying. This is just frustration, Jeff. You know, and it's interesting too, kind of back to the uh, and the it, QAnon thing and the like loss of faith in people. Like, you can even show people evidence. Like, I mean, people. A lot of people don't know that on Friday the Proud Boys trial got suspended because the judge discovered that there was a bunch of footage that didn't get released to the defense to the defense and and the trials got suspended for two days and is resuming today and then also emails that they were sending in discovery they were claiming was classified and then he inadvertently sent the files and it turned out they were knowingly having discussions about deleting stuff and not sending it to the uh the defense team whether or not you think the proud boys are guilty or not everybody should be horrified that that happened to them that the federal government. I like government, when you do that. I like when you do that. I do. I really right, do. but but I mean that's what's that's what's fascinating is even when you show people that you know like earlier, uh, you know, Carl, God love Carl, not to make it all about him, but he is very indicative. Like where he says, "You guys said Antifa was in on January 6th. Like, dude, Google John. No, well, I've said that it is. John Sullivan was Somebody one of the first was. people. Somebody was. Well, John Sullivan is an Antifa guy, and he was one of the first guys through, and he spent one day in jail. Go Google it. Like, you don't have to take my word for it. The fact that Christopher Ray won't testify to Congress how many FBI people were involved on January 6th and how many of them broke the doors. Like, and, and, and like I say, that's not saying we support what happened or we think it was right. We're just saying, like, there's a lot more to this story. It's kind of like when Weapons of Mass Destruction came out. I'm like, yeah, this just seems too perfect of a story. Yeah. And... And 10 years later, it came out. Oh, turns out we were lying. And, you know, for 10 years, people told me I was a conspiracy theorist because I thought that story was just too true. And January 6th is going to be the same, where the story is eventually going to come out and it's going to be like, wow, this was really bad, you know? Yeah, 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 those weapon and mass destructions, that's bull crap, man. Go ahead. Well, you guys, I mean, I wasn't doing the show then, but you guys knew that was crap, right? Were we doing the show? Uh, no, I was still no. That was no, no. no we weren't doing the show back. You then. weren't doing it. 
No, that was back in 2002. No, yeah, we started this in 2012. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying for years, like it just came out in the last couple of years, you know. That well, did somebody that admit was, it? Yeah, Bush. I can't really? remember who it was, but there there was a there was an official yeah. thing that came out that said yeah. they knew weapons of mass destruction was false. Because I know that Saddam Hussein had them, because I've seen the pictures of the bodies that he used it on. Right. You know, so I I, I figured, and I don't know what happened, but I figured I didn't like the way Powell presented it. I thought that was BS. That was probably BS. Right. But I think the bottom line is they got him out of there. And they moved him to Syria. Right. You know, I mean, you look at how much time there was in between the two things, you know, in between the time that we got there and the time they started accusing them of having weapons of mass destruction. It was a long time. It was months. You know, it would have been easy for them to move them out. I mean, Iraq's a big country, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think they should have done it different. I think oh, no. they should have came out and go ahead. Yeah. State of the Union with Candy Cole. Did someone walk in and say, we've stopped looking, they're not no, there? No, no. How did that happen? It just kind of was, a, it, it evolved. The fact that there wasn't weapons evolved. I mean, I was, you know, when we first got in there and started looking around and didn't find anything, it's, you get that kind of sinking feeling that, oh, and then time went on. And then we got tips, you know, there, I'll never forget the tip that there was crates buried, you know, hidden in the Euphrates River. So they found, maybe these are them, and they've, sent frogmen and there was nothing there and so uh and then of course uh, george Tennant had the you know the inspectors go back in or, or uh, david k and dolfer and and um that, that pretty well put the was a period at the end of the sentence there and uh, yeah i felt terrible about it and hmm. yeah now if also, i can really trust him also writers uh to kill innocent life uh who would uh who had relations with Zarqawi, imagine what the world would be like with him in power. The idea is to try to help change the Middle East. Now look, I did, part of the reason we went into Iraq uh, was, uh, the main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human... That's bull, man. <laughs> That's bull. That's why he's still president, too. <laughs> That's bull, man. Look, See, I, I think what they ought to did they should have they should have had faith in the United States and the, yeah. the American people. They should have went out there and told them what they really did. They should have came out and said, "Look, they just took down the biggest building in New York City. They just took out this and they took out that. We got to go kick somebody's ass." That's what they should have mm-hmm. said. Well, they and, did. And by the way, we can save a billion dollars because the map sets of Iraq are already in those cruise missiles. So let's just use those. And all of our top commanders were all lower commanders during Desert Storm. I mean, they should have done, they should have just leveled with us. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, trying to lie. They always try to lie. I was I was with them until he got on there and said that they were going to Iraq. Man, I was like, I yeah. remember that day too. I was like, why? Yeah, I was like, why? I what or, you know, we're we're all celebrating. Yeah, we got some. On the run, you, um, no, that's not. Yeah, I got, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
About you got Barack Obama on the run. Osama uh, bin Laden. <laughs> Barack Obama. We wish we had Barack Obama on the run. Things would be a little better right now. <laughs> I and I knew somebody would come up with it if I said if I got Barack Obama. Y'all got Osama bin Laden on the run. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You going where? I know. What for? What's that got to do with anything? What they do? They were Saudis, man. <laughs> Just, oh, right. Man, no, no, you're messing up now. See, no. I, I, I knew it was messed up when, when Bush let that Saudi Arabian dude leave. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I was like, oh, hold on, man. And then you're going to come out and tell me Islam's a religion of peace. Come on, George. <laughs> yeah. Don't. don't I'm never going to forget that. Don't look at him wrong. They're a religion of peace and they <laughs> love our country. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute, you telling us after they after these people killed 3,000 people, you want us to now say, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We're you know, we're we're all living on one planet, and you don't want us to be mad. And then Hassan or whatever is the Hassan down in Fort Hood whacks all those reservists down there, National Guard members, and General Casey comes out. Well, please don't let diversity be one of our casualties. Yeah. Oh, come on, General yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get right. Um, we got to go. Oh, former NBA star died at 55. Okay. Uh, oh, Todd Spencer. I remember him. Okay. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Keep on watching the news. Keep on researching. Uh, we broadcast from 12 to 1. These extra. Y'all making me out to be a liar, you know. I mean, we're chatting, but that's content. Yeah, that's that's when things keep getting good, man. Things keep on getting good. Make sure you check out windapree.com. And last thoughts, Jago. Uh, I would just say to kind of echo Wayne's sentiment. So uh we do our best. We're not always right. We're not always perfect. We try to keep you guys informed. And I think the three of us spend a lot of time digging into a lot of stuff. Like we don't sit there and watch Fox news and say, Hey, here's what Fox news said. Like we're out watching documentaries, reading bills. And uh, I'll be curious who's, who's dropping, who dropped out of the, of the battle. But uh, I will say it goes a long way. Like, Hey, we want you to like comment, share, support us financially but sometimes even just a hey we appreciate we learned something new i didn't see that was happening like that goes a long way and that was the that was the positive effect of doing the january 6 spaces and whatnot i actually had a few people on the left who listened to it who sent me a note and said i can't post this on twitter but after listening to your space like i'm horrified that we're doing that to american citizens and things like that go a long way. And uh, so somebody who does this and send this a lot less time than these guys, like, I don't think people understand how important that is. So thank you very much. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, feedback is important. Let me just give you a little feedback, Carl. Um, probably what you ought to do, uh, it's got to be painful for you watching this show. I would suggest there's a show called The View. You'd probably like that. <laughs> you go check it out. It'll reinforce your, your hatred and everything. If you do that, love you, man. Um, I'll tell you a new a new poll by Rasmussen uh, finds that nearly two thirds of those polled believe the FBI has been weaponized, starting from the top in Washington. We're turning the corner, folks. We're starting to turn the corner. More and more people are figuring this out. Carl will one of these days, uh, but you know it, it's 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 right in front of you, you right know, when you have Democrats. The first thing they say about the bank failure 
is what can we do to censor any opinions on social media so there's not a run on the banks? That's Which their, is a true story. That's their go-to default position, folks. Follow them at your peril. We'll see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.